Jay Crawford. I know a lot of people. Adam the Bull. Garrett Bush. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah! What's going on? G Bush in the captain's chair? <laughs> Stop playing around with your boy. We got my man OG Brad in the building. The bookend bros. Yeah, you know what we bookend bros. I like that. Hey, you know, Bull will be back tomorrow, but uh, since Bull is not here, we still got to handle that business. We still going to get to that better today, McNuggets. He did. Bull set me in his bet of the day, and as always, Bull's bet of the day is brought to us by Bet Rivers. Hey, Ohio, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be for every single game. Right now is the perfect time to join Bet Rivers Sportsbook. If you use deposit code SPORTS, you receive a second chance bet up to $500. Get in on all the action with weekly specials on your favorite sports like basketball and hockey to help you win big. Check them out at BetRivers.com. Download the BetRivers app today for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Bull gave us two bets yesterday. One of his games was rained out. He won the other, so he's now just two games under 500. And today, Bull is riding with the Diamondbacks, getting a run and a half against the Dodgers. The Diamondbacks are at home. Dodgers on the road. Bull likes the D-backs to come out on top in this one. Hey, G, it looks like we're missing something out on set. Yeah, What's yeah. up? I'm, I'm confused. Like, we usually had three or something, like the middle chair. Like, we, we need somebody to fill that chair, dog. What's, what we got going on? We called in a special guest. Um, Darkwing Duck? Not Darkwing Duck. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're trying to get me to say. Hey, hey, well, listen, you know, I, we, we, got, we need to figure this out because, look, Generally speaking, we have, I mean, you know, the bookend brothers can do it, <laughs> but we need a little more flavor. We need a little something extra. We used to it. Uh, having three at least talking, Brad. Yeah, what well, listen, look, man, doing? here, here, you know, we, we could carry the day. I mean, yeah, yeah we, we could, but we got some s extra swag coming today. <laughs> I mean, it's all kind of stuff in this building. I think we got a person. <laughs> Mike Pope, where, where you been at, dog? Mike, look, he came back from the moon. <laughs> He's with the astronauts. Mike Pope with the Top Gun onesie on. It snaps in the back. My man Pope. Gentlemen, thanks for having me. And I appreciate your concern about where I've been. I really do. I genuinely do. Now, as you can imagine, I've been gone for three months and I have quite a tale. I'll tell you what I've been up to. Have you guys ever heard of PCC airfoils? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we've heard of them. Yeah. I think uh, they do airfoils, the best airfoils in the game, right? So, <clears throat> about three or four months ago, I realized <laughs> that I was ready for a career change. I wanted to do something for me. I wanted to advance my career in a way that I had not seen up until that point. You know, I'm not getting any younger, guys. It was time to do something new, something for me. And that's why I went to PCCAirfoils.com. It's not at P, what is it? PC, P yes. Yeah, PCC. PCC. Thank you. And I looked in the career advancement. I went to Minerva, the place and, where you and trained to become. And Eastlake, and yes, Mentor, and And I became the me that I was meant to be. I started on the assembly line, you know, making air uh, airfoils mm. for $18 and jet off. engine parts. Round How much up. for Mikey? Yep. For $18. He was getting paid $18. $18 an hour. It's, I started at. I quickly advanced, needless <laughs> to say. Um, <laughs> oh. Next thing I knew, I was in charge of a shift. Oh. After that, I was put, I was made a corporate vice president. I don't know if that's a term. You were for a shift to the corporate vice president? Wow. And wow. then wow. they said to me, Mike, you got the goods, you got the heat. Why don't you start testing these airplanes? What? So what I did was I started learning to fly. I said, I don't have a pilot's license. They said, not a big deal. <laughs> they said, we've seen the good. We see that you got the goods. We know that you can do this. And so I just started flying airplanes. I'm flying helicopters. I'm making sure that all the PCC airfoil parts are exactly what they promised to be. PCC airfoil, 
biggest manufacturer in Northeast Ohio, I think. Facts. And I, next thing I know, I am flying missions. I can't talk about it. <laughs> I'm not stealing Valor. G4 but let's just say, let's just say that I, uh, I took care of some stuff for the United States of America over the last three months. <laughs> All right, I'm going to leave it right there. Can't talk about it any more than that. So it's a year. Uh, so then I get a call from uh, the producers. They say, hey, Mike, we need you. Everyone is sick. Nobody wants to come in. We couldn't get anybody else. Damn. Uh, slider turned us down. <laughs> Nobody else? Uh -huh, exactly. Well, Swagger I mean. said, Swagger Jr., the mascot dog, said, can't, not available. He's weaning, apparently, still. So I said, yeah. Let me ask my bosses. I said to PCC, I said, hey, guys, I got to go see some old friends. They were like, Mike, you get in there because we believe in you. You've done enough for us. Get out there and make that show what it needs to be. And that's why I'm here today. Uh, and so PCC, did, it, did they offer a PTO? They did, yes. I'm actually being paid double time right now. I'm double dipping. You know what I'm talking about, Mayor. <laughs> right now, I'm double dipping. And they're just happy to have me representing the company. And I'm happy to be here with you, gentlemen. And, oh my gosh, I'm still wearing this. I didn't even realize it. <laughs> I just wear it around now. I sleep in it. Like, like, listen, that is a, that is a, that is a large, but it's, it's a, like an extra large. Actually, it, it might be a medium waist. Uh -huh. Actually, be truthful, you had clothes on underneath? That's crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, you got to. I can't have two layers Before on. Anyways, good to see you guys show. again. I'm happy to be here. Let's do some sports talk. Paul, real oh, quick, did the, did the smoke machine work? Oh, yeah, I, uh. Hold on, Mayor. Hit that button. See if that's working. See, he brought his own smoke it's not. machine. Give it time. She just needs to heat up. Yeah, let, let's just let's just talk and as the, the let, let the aroma. What happened naturally? The there yeah. it is. It's coming. Yeah, that we were supposed to get into that, man. Yep. So so you know, McNuggets, we back in the building. Mike Polk is here. We got a great show coming up for you. Coming up in the second hour, we will get to Mo Williams. Jackson State's own Mo Williams. He was mm -hmm. at Alabama State basketball coach. Mm -hmm. Played here a little bit um, in the two, two, two little turns. Two here. turns. Yep. Now, did Mo Williams, did he win a championship? NBA champion. He won the championship in 16? Yes, he did. Okay, he was but, one of seven players to play in the rotation in game seven. I'm, we're going to have to actually get to that. We'll talk to him about his uh, second stint. Um, Guardians. Listen, we got to get to Guardians. The Guardians, five and two coming off another win. Um, they won the first two series against the Manor, Mariners and the Athletics. Um, extra innings again. Um, the Guardians is playing good ball. We'll talk about them. Those Do you guys, guys get frustrated, bit. though? Like, I, I, you know, I, I know that I know how this show works at this point. Do you get frustrated that this Guardians team is, we'll talk about this. I know we'll get there. It's fantastic. And 5-2, uh, and two, they're fun. They're great to watch. But if we talk about uh, Cam Newton allegedly possibly <laughs> wanting to come here, that people are more interested in this sports show on that. They would rather hear about the, the potential of Cam Newton, who hasn't played football in how long? Uh, I think it's going on a two year, years. Two years. Two years. Two years. We'd rather hear about him being willing to come here as a backup quarterback than we would about this amazing Guardian team that's five and two and is uh, exceeding expectations. Hey, well, I think well we'll find out today when we talk about Cam Newton. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see with the needle moves. That's weird. But I, I'll say this: I, the Guardians. I'm actually more excited to watching the Guardians. Now than I was two, three years ago, just yeah. because of the momentum now. Right. The momentum is coming. You know, you, you five and two, you get into the break. We'll talk about that. We'll, we'll, I think tomorrow we're going to do some headlines too with the Guardians for opening day coming yeah. on Friday. We we'll got an hour and a half of Guardians tomorrow. Yeah. We will get all your Guardians fixed in tomorrow, I promise. Yeah, but first, we do got to talk about Cam Newton. Yeah. Um, Cam Newton. No, go ahead. Oh, what's he say? <laughs> that was what they was calling him in Alabama. Uh, That's what they was uh, calling him. Fair uh, or not. What Alabama Crimson Tide was calling him as a war eagle, Cam Newton. But, uh, you know, Cam Newton. Um, former NFL MVP. Mm -hmm. G. Bush, can I set this up for you just because we got the soundbite? So yeah, if anyone ahead. missed it, this is not just us speculating. Cam Newton said he would like to come to Cleveland to be Deshaun's backup. He was sure. on a podcast yesterday. We have the sound. Take tag board full and you can play it. This is Cam Newton on who he'd back up in the NFL. I know a lot of people have a lot of things to say in regards to my future in the NFL. And I wanted to set the record straight by saying... This is how I feel. There ain't 32 guys that's better than me. But I also know that I could also be a backup. And I'm willing to be a backup. Players that I will back up. Number one, I'll back up Deshaun Watson. It goes without saying, me and Deshaun Watson's relationship, uh, he was on my 707 All-Star team. 
I've grown to admire the person, the athlete that he is going through a lot of turmoil. Uh, but I believe that doesn't that that's behind him. My number two person would be wherever Lamar Jackson decides to. He went on to list some other guys, yeah, but the first player <laughs> unasked. I mean, he mentioned like 15 guys he'd back yeah, up, yeah. but the first guy he did mention Deshaun Watson. G, take it from here. Um, D Deshaun Watson. I think you know it's kind of funny because you you know when you get a little older, it's funny how your, your generations line up a little bit. So he actually coached him in, in 707, played with him a little bit, mm -hmm. um, knows him like from being a young guy. And now you come full circle and Cam Newton is the guy out of the league trying right. to look for something to get into. And Deshaun Watson is the guy. I think, first of all, it takes uh, a little bit of awareness to, to come to a conclusion. Look, I'm about to start nowhere. Yeah. Um, I'm not a starting quarterback. And I think I was an MVP. I was an MVP. I, I will I will I will back some people up some different different places, but I think that takes a little bit of awareness like he, he, he telling yourself like because he says he's he's not worse than or 32 guys aren't better, better than, than him. him, right? Mm, but nah. G, you you sitting here G and here's a guy that's coming to the realization that you know you, you your place in this league is not where it was. Yes. So now when you say I want to back up that means you had a different pay scale here. Yeah. So now that's a message to all the other teams saying hey, I'm willing to take less to do this this thing here. Now he's picking people here that he named like 12. Was it 15, Mikey? 12 or 15 people? He named he named uh, 14 people. Yeah. Right. And so it was. I mean, he had a, he had an extensive list. I mean, these weren't no these weren't no scrubby places he was going. Right. He was going to a place. <laughs> right. right. These, <laughs> these were high volume places with high volume people. Who got that high, could high volume go down? Right. Right. Okay. So when I say Cam Newton as a backup for Cleveland. It's intriguing, but I will tell you this. There's two trains of thought. Okay. You got your number one guy who you trying to is a reclamation project, right? Yeah. So you don't want to bring anybody in here to stunt right. that because when you're looking over his shoulder like, uh-oh, because you know in his town or any other town, if it starts to go south, they screaming for the backup guy, mm -hmm. right? Right. Yeah. So you don't want to damage your guy. So it depends on how, how good your number one is. If your mm -hmm. number one can take a guy like that behind him, then, which I think led to the comments that he just said, mm -hmm. there, I'm not no threat to you. I mean, you was on my 707 team. I want to have grown in Mari, right? So he's trying to set the table for that yeah. to, to occur. But it really depends upon Mike, what the team is willing to take on because my number one project is getting my number one guy back to the status where I paid him this money. Sure. And if this is going to be an impediment to that happening. But, but could it be, could it be something that motivates him to getting back to that level? I don't know. I just know this. First of all, if you're ever going, essentially what he just did was a, a, a national job interview, and you never go to a national job interview wearing that hat. <laughs> you don't go to any job interview dressed like that. There, there are people looking at you, and you're trying to be taken seriously, and you're dressed like a character from the, the movie Clue or something like that, where you've got like a, an elaborate uh, headgear on and stuff like that. That's not appropriate. Remember, well, the, old, remember the game Old Maid? Yes. Well, you had Old well, Maid and then the hat go, go, go. That, that hat is part of his stick. That's I get it. I get it. But that shtick right. is better right. when you well. are an MVP and not somebody saying, I'm willing to back up Mac well, Jones. See, well, we're you know what here. I mean? Like, yeah. the, the, it's, you can have that swagger <laughs> when you're an MVP. <laughs> Having that swagger as a Brian Hoyer level quarterback at this point doesn't make any sense, is my point. He, If he's going to be humble, so now if Cam, he's going to acknowledge. Cam Newton is Brian Hoyer now? No, if he, I went. Is he? I'd rather talking about. I'd rather have Brian Hoyer. Well, he's just signed a two-year contract. Man, I know there you go. Get out of here. Newton well, not, you go, you go Cam move, Newton is not signing any. Go move to town with Hoyer. Get, someone, hey, <laughs> so give, if, you, if I got to talk between Hoyer and Cam Newton, it ain't no comparison. Well, if anyone, stop, is playing. Anyone giving, stop playing if, with me. Do you think anyone's giving Cam Newton a two-year contract If you want the real truth, there's a lot of things going on here, right? Okay. So Cam Newton is better than a bunch of people in this league. Sure. Right? So tell me why Cam Newton's not in the league now. He should be. You're right. I don't know the specific reason. What is it? Tell me that. Tell me that Brian Hoyer is better than Cam Newton. I don't believe that either. Oh, okay. But I, I, I do. Want, I, I don't believe that. Do you, do, uh, at this point, <laughs> would you rather uh, Cam Newton or Brian Hoyer? Who do you believe more in coming off the bench to back uh, to back up? I, I give give me give me Cam Newton. You know why? Because here's the thing. You look at what uh, Stefanski has already done. Stefanski brought in you know Jacoby Brissett to sneak the ball. <laughs> you would bring in Jacoby Brissett short yardage. Well, listen, what bigger person to bring in? A 6'5", 6'6", guy, dude, 250. He can sneak. You got a goal line package for him. Do, do we know he can still do that? 
Oh, you might as well bring in Bull Bull at that point <laughs> if you're looking for a reach across the goal line. I, no, I think Cam Newton. Cam, can he? Yeah. Take Cam, okay. Newton. Cam Newton can still run the ball. His last two years as a quarterback, his passing numbers, and I love Cam, are absolutely atrocious. You're horrible. Trash. You're, horrible. Trash. you're horrible. No, horrible. I think, all jokes aside, I think when you look at Cam Newton, Cam Newton ain't been right since the shoulder stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, he, yes. When, when he's throwing, he kind of shot puts the ball. He don't have that much velocity on it. His accuracy was really never like the biggest thing. However, right. if you want to say, if you in a playoff chase, and this is what I'm thinking, uh, the, 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 the Browns are in a position where if Deshaun Watson is playing well, the last thing you need is Deshaun Watson to be out two weeks and you need two winnable games and you don't get them and you, and you fall. So let, let me tell you what the role of the backup is, right? Because the backup should never be in the forefront because he just he's just an insurance policy. If I'm down the stretch, right? The back one of the key things of a backup is this. Does he bring calm to the group, right? I'm not throwing I'm not throwing no Josh Dobbs in there, right? Right? You know, he intrigued people during the preseason, including me last year, right? Yeah. When I'm in the stretch, I need somebody can command the huddle, command the locker room, right? It's Cam who still has that ability. Does he? I see people okay. talk to him all the time, right? They talk to him. The press talks to him. So, the media gets excited because so, he has a name. I'm not talking about the media. Look at the people that follow around with Cam Newton, okay. right? You better dig under the surface here, right? His skill level has eroded from the day he was the MVP, right? Mm -hmm. My thing is, can he hold me down for two weeks? That's where I'm at. Paul, yeah. do, do you think it would? Do you think it would be a distraction? Um, and I don't, I don't like to use the word distraction a lot, but like you said, Cam Newton has a name. Mm -hmm. Do you think Deshaun Watson is able to leave that name alone and, right. and play his game? Here's the nice thing. Everybody is saying like, oh, it, it might be a distraction if you had him in the, in the quarterback room. I don't think there's such a, I don't think there's a, that's the least of my worries. I'm worried about diminishing skills. I don't mind him distracting. What, are, we're going to distract away from our other quarterback situation? <laughs> this is a good distraction. Like, I would rather have people talking about Cam Newton's past and possibility than I would talking about our current starting quarterback, Sean Watson. Like, he, uh, if that's, if those are your two quarterbacks and people are talking more about Cam Newton and can he do it, can he do it, that's less people talking about Deshaun Watson, like, is he still doing it? Is there a problem? Is everything okay? So I'm saying there. this is an example of adding a distracting quarterback to the team could actually be helpful because it's a worse distracting problem than your original quarterback's problem. So I'm not worried about the distraction is what I'm saying. That's not the worry. The worry is the guy, uh, he's washed. You, yeah. you, you, that's you my know, worry. That's my that's worry. Would now, you, now, uh, let me say this. So... Mike has a valid point to that about his skill set, right? Mm -hmm. The problem is when you when you are the difference between good and great in any professional level is this your confidence level and is the easiest thing to get dinged and the hardest thing to recover once it's gone, right? And that's where Deshaun Watson is. So you got that's why I talk about the reclamation project. Mm -hmm. you got, he's got to put in this work here. Now if Cam Newton or anybody like Cam Newton is going to be a distraction to that. There will be no general manager worth his salt that won't consider that and be like, mm, yeah, I might want to do it, but mm. See, yeah, it depends. So you have to have your ear to the ground and know how fragile your guy is, right? Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you an example. When I was coming out when I, the year I first tore my first ACL, I was the number one recruit at OU. I'm like, oh, man, you, listen, it's OU. I'm nice. I told my ACL and they went. They started getting dudes from Florida. I said, hold on. Uh huh. Well, you get this recruit, right? <laughs> Dimitri Taylor came in. I'm mm -hmm. like, he was a linebacker. They said, we're going to move him to defensive. And this is the early yeah. 2000s. Yeah. And I'm sitting there. I finally it hit me. I'm like, wow. Not only am I rehabbing, trying to get back to where I'm, I'm at, but this dude, I'm looking at him. I'm going to go watch him run. I'm like, man, this dude kind of Coming fast. up behind you. This dude can lift too. This dude kind of strong. He's yeah. strong as me. But right. So when you have those things going, now instead of just having a clear headspace and going out and do what you need to do, sometimes it's difficult because now you see another dude behind you. And Cam Newton, for better or worse, Cam Newton ain't never gonna be uh, shy. Cam Newton mm -hmm. is who no, he is. That hat proves mm -hmm. that. <laughs> that. He got the mm -hmm. the bird yeah. nest. He's got confidence. Yeah. Bird nest Cam <laughs> don't care about nothing. Right. He about, if, if you right. ask Cam Newton, could you win a game? And that's the thing about being a backup. See, Jacoby played it so well. Yeah, yeah. Jacoby said all the right stuff, McNuggets. Yep. 
He said all the right stuff. Just here and to so, make this team better. And so, yeah, whatever Stefan. Whatever I can do to help the team. Go ahead. What you got, man? This Browns question I'm about to ask is brought to us by Lincoln Electric. Lincoln Electric now hiring for great jobs. They are leaders in the manufacturing and welding uh, efficiency facilities. Check them out, Lincoln Electric. Love Lincoln Electric. My question for you guys with this Watson-Dobbs debate here, and I think you guys nailed it. His skill set has diminished, but he is still a former MVP, taking a team to the Super Bowl, has proven he does have the ability to win a game or two. Mm-hmm. So did Dan Marino, but don't put him on your team right now. I'm just, but yeah. So yeah. just say this year, I'm going to be hypothetical. I'm curious how you guys feel. Okay. Let's say Watson rolls his ankle at some point mm-hmm. and he misses two games. Who do you, well, three, just, just so it's an odd number. Hypothetical, hope it doesn't happen. Who would you feel more confident has the ability to lead the Browns to a 2 one record through that stretch at, as currently con- uh, constituted? Cam Newton or Josh Dobbs? Cam Newton by far. Yeah, I'd by far. To, by far. I, I, I'd have to, I had to say and I, and I, Cam and I, Newton. And I and I say this, Mikey, and I'm not, you know, I, I like Josh Dobbs. You know I do. Right? Mm-hmm. You liked him last year. I liked him last year. Yeah. But here, but I saw, I, I did see Josh Dobbs in that in that <laughs> game last year where he fell apart. And I was like, oh my god, they needed you that day. Right. Mm-hmm. And he was MIA. He Mike, went MIA on him. Mike, so you I show like. me the last game that Cam Newton performed well. How long ago was it? Well, show so me. over the last two years, so he started 20 games. He started 15 in 2020 and 5 in 2021. He did not play last season. Right. In those last two seasons, mm-hmm. he has a 7-13 and 13 record. Right. He's cool. throwing 20 games, so more than a full season, has thrown for 3,300 yards. 12 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. Yeah, but you playing with you, you playing with a broken down Carolina and a, and a defunct uh, uh, Belichick crew. He's selling some excuses yeah. to me. No, I want no, no excuses. I'm, I'm I mean, the team numbers. was I'm just Carolina team was no good. That's a, that's the truth. That's true. Uh, that's true. Um, and Belichick's team was in a in a major rebuild, right? So okay. it wasn't like it so wasn't like he, it wasn't like he wasn't armed with the best of the best. Uh, you I, know. I, I think I think when you look at Cam Newton, what I look at in Carolina, there's a game that that sparked. You said. What game did he play well? There was a game, I think, in his first game back with Carolina. That was tough. I thought, I think he scored two touchdowns yeah. on the ground. It was on the ground. On the ground. Um, he, you know, he hit some check down stuff. See, here's what, here's what you got to take in consideration, too, is the team around him. If I got Cam Newton coming in here, and it's Amari Cooper, and it's Nick Chubb, and it's Njoku, and it's all the weapons that you got in a good offensive line, you see, Kevin Stefanski can always revert back to the Stefanski playbook. He, mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> Here you go. A little play action, a yeah. couple of boots, couple oh, dink, dink. and you tell you tell Cam. Listen, if you ain't got it, pull it down. Take it. Take what they give you and keep it pushing. So I think you got to look at that as well when it comes to him being a backup quarterback. What are you asking him to do, Mikey? Last good game. I got your answer, and this is a tale of two games back to back in 2021, Week 11 against Kara, against Washington. Excuse me. Newton completed 21 of 27 passes for 189 yards, two touchdowns, rushed for 46 yards, and scored a touchdown. That's what we need. He's got the that. The following week, the very next week, week 12, he went 5 for 21 for 92 <laughs> yards and two interceptions. How old is Cam Newton, Mikey? <laughs> right now? Yeah. Five Cam Newton is uh, about to turn 34. Yeah, when you're, t- when you're skilled, when you get older, and you're sk- I don't care what professional sports you play. When you when you get older and your skills start to diminish, you're gonna start to be in like the Dow Jones. It's up one day, down the next day, right? Yep. My question: If you if you're looking for a guy that you feel like your guy gonna go down, he gonna be out for long periods of time. He may not be your guy, mm-hmm. but a guy that can lead you in a, a short plug. in a short Come period in, of time, help you out for a minute. That's what you but get. But you also in. might get that second game. Yeah, that's but you problem. might. That's the problem. But whereas it, with somebody like but, Josh Gobbs, but. You, jo- you you might have a – at least you'll know what you're getting. Josh Dobbs has done nothing. No, you're right. I'm not – listen, I'm <laughs> not on the Josh Dobbs I'm not standwagon. I'm, I'm in a two – I'm in a two to three season opportunity with the Browns, yes. right? Right. So I cannot cast my lot with a guy I don't know what I'm going to get. How, right? how much – how, how much – This you, is not San Francisco. How, how much are you willing to pay him? Uh – Here's the thing about Cleveland. I don't know what I'm willing to pay him. I mean, veteran minimum. But Cleveland sports fans are so enamored by hearing a name that is willing to come here. It's still sad. It's part of our insecurity. 
We hear about somebody who's like, Cam Newton, I remember him. He had an MVP year, and he's willing to come to Cleveland. Yeah, Maybe we're doing all right. right. It's You're right. sad. You're right. But that's the that's the vibe right here. I mean, right. how many quarterbacks would you rather have backing up backing him up well, right yeah, now? Yeah. But we are talking about this because a guy who has a reputation, who we've know who has like a, a good history, is willing to come here. And so we get all excited <laughs> and we're like, is he really gonna come uh, here, to Cleveland? But, he here. likes us. Here. He might come. Ba- we're his number one Baker, choice. Baker was available. He was out there. Exactly. <laughs> He's, he's out there. <laughs> right. So he's take a backup role. We're falling into this trap that we always do, and it's fun. It's charming. It's part of our. It's part of what we are as Cleveland sports fans. Not much fans. out there. And there, that's what. Likelihood of it happening, I would put it less than ten percent. I got no problem with him being on the. He sprayed the entire. He sprayed. He sprayed a third of the NFL. Shotgun. Right. Pow. Like I go to here. I go here. I go with this dude. You know. They were, but the people that he was going behind. That's what they were. Right. They were high. They were all high volume usage mobile people. guys. So the mobile chance guys. of them going down. Yeah. <laughs> and he pretty much just said like, I, I'll go anywhere but Houston. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Bye everyone. And then he gonna say, I'm gonna go anywhere. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, I'll follow him. Lamar Jackson has to be looking like, listen, bro, I'm trying to get mine off right uh-huh. now. Like I'm trying to get me right. a contract. I'm part of his contract. But, but Bush, That's what he said. But G. Bush, G. Bush, you see, all those are high volume people that could go down in a minute. Right. <laughs> Uh, I, let's, let's, he talk about Justin Fields. Yeah, let me guess, you want to go to Arizona too? You want to be behind Kyler Murray? Now, right there, that should tell you everything you need. Uh, <laughs> saying I would die to back up Justin Fields. That's where he's at in his like in his career. Right I saw now. that. I was like, I, I, I just started laughing. Uh, uh, he crazy. We're gonna pivot to the Guardians. I will say this though: as much fun as Cam might be in Cleveland, they did sign Josh Dobbs to a fully guaranteed two million dollar deal. Mm-hmm. So How I, many years? Just one year. Oh million. yeah, yeah, no money. But he's getting guaranteed money, which means you ain't paying two million for your third string. So it's highly, yeah. highly, highly unlikely that Cam Newton will end up a Cleveland Brown. What is likely? The Cleveland Guardians Gardos. wrapping up a West Coast road trip with a five and two record, first place in the AL Central as they head home for the home opener on Friday. G, I'll let you start here. Overall Look, takeaways on a five and two road trip. Listen, first of all, the, the takeaway that I got, man, talk about your boy, your boy Crow. <laughs> How you just like he he hits every single day now. Like the Guardians is funny. I, I'm gonna have to. We kind of just gonna have to just give it to them. Um, we just gonna have to give it to them. They find a way to continue to get wins, even yeah. though we tell them all the time, you ain't get no bats. <laughs> we you, you traded the wrong people. You didn't have the right mix. When we gonna see this young dude? And they continue to come out every single year, and they find a way. To get it done, yeah. Jose Ramirez is 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 a hitting savant. I mean, he he looks like he's out of shape. He looks like he can't run fast. He looked like he don't even shouldn't even be a baseball player. He's four foot nine, and he just continues to hit the yep. ball all over. And Miles Straw. Now I call him Crow because of the straw, but Miles Straw. This dude is this dude got a bat now. Yeah. You you you've been working. Let me find out you've been working on your game. This dude is hit safely, I think, in pretty much every single he game. He keeps the thing in play. He keeps, yeah. he, he, he's doing it. And let's talk about the stolen bases, by the way. I think he got five stolen bases. Mm-hmm. So when you look at this, this was this was a, a, a position that we were not expecting to get any production from. But you're getting production from there. You're getting Quan that hasn't regressed. Yep. You're getting now everybody is pretty much hitting the ball except for Bell yep. at this point. Yeah. Um, and, and, and even Zanino, who's been a little uh, shaky behind the plate, more than shaky behind the plate, <laughs> is hitting the ball well. So to me, uh, Mike, I, I, Early, I just man. think these guys, again, come into the homestand, and yeah. you got a lot of excitement around the team who just continues to plug away. Those stolen bases are like a weird aspect, like a, a, a byproduct of that pitch clock. I really do believe that. Pitchers are so freaked out. They're in their own head. They've been, like, not having a pitch clock for their entire lives of playing baseball, which is the only thing they've ever done consistently. And now they've got that going on. And now they've, like, oh, yeah, and there's a guy over there. Like, it's a nightmare, which is great for us and great for Miles Straw Mm -hmm. and great for all, you know, for all of our base. You know, at some point, you're right, though, because at some point that's going to, you know, it's like the shot clock, right? Yeah. I don't even know. I only know. I only aware of it in the last 10 seconds. Right. Right. Yep. So the pitchers are going to get to a point where, they don't even see it, right? Mm-hmm. They, they, they're going to feel when they need to 
Yes. In the final eight seconds. Of and the they might adjust. They'll adjust halfway through the season. They're going to adjust this. Yeah, right think now, that. it's like a free-for-all. Yeah, Anybody right, right can now it's a free-for-all. Right. So get in there. But I will those. say this, though, Mikey. I am happy about the reduction in time. Oh, oh my God. L- listen. Because uh, the pitch count keeps the game down. The pitch clock keeps the game down. As a casual dude, see, you know, G. Bush don't know baseball. I'll be doing That's what y'all tell me. G. Bush don't know baseball. G. Bush don't know baseball. I'm going to give me one. I'm going to give me a sign, too, that say G. Bush don't know baseball. But here's the thing. Hold that at a Guardians game. The fringe guys, like me, this is the best thing that you could have done for the game. No question. Because I've watched every single Guardians game. These run times is an hour 57, uh-huh. 205. Yeah. Yep. It, it, it's no longer like when you watch oh, the baseball three hours, three and, and you a half sent hour. me, like you could be, t- you could be flicking through channels. I would find better. I'm, I'm like, oh, uh, Malcolm X is on. Uh-huh. Uh, 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 Denzel is on again. Yep. I'm going to watch that. All of this throughout the game. Click back. Game still the seven. Game still, still the same seven. at bat. <laughs> at bat. These guys. guys walking out of the batter's box. He's calling his wife. He's like, what are we having for dinner tonight? Strapping what are we having on. for dinner? Is that all right, sweetheart? Strapping the wristbands. Yep. Getting in mm-hmm. here. I was doing some research for the home opener tomorrow. Yeah. And I can't. I, I obviously not from Cleveland. They played a 16 inning game oh. a few years ago. Yep. Opener. I remember that. It was five miserable. hours I was and at 27 that. minutes. How long I was, was it, Mikey? That. Five hours, 27 minutes. Oh no. That is that is the entirety of a work shift for me yeah. at yeah. Channel Three. Yeah. That is that, that's unacceptable. Probably more. Frankly, there's no there's no need. There, there, there's can't. no reason to have a game like that. Yeah. And and to be truthful, um, some of the you know the diehards they're like oh. You know, you, you know, this, it's too slow for it's going too fast the for purest, me now. The man. purist is like, I'm man. like, look, bro, that's the best thing y'all could have did because it's not the people um, that are the purest and diehards that's gonna keep your sport alive. It's the dudes like me that's like, well, I'm gonna watch them if they're good, and I want to see the prize on the field. So now you look at it, the games is crisp, runners is is on, on in position. There's more guys on mm-hmm. the base base pass. Guys are moving yeah. around, and by the way, yeah. it almost seems like fielding is, is is like all the routine stuff that you used to have time and catch. Mm-hmm. I've seen more errors and more balls and miscommunications than I've seen in a while in the off outfield and the infield. Well, you know, stop the shift and all this. All stuff. the shift now, stuff. To, yeah. Now you got to play straight up now. <laughs> yeah, straight up like old school straight up. I have a uh, pitch pitch clock thing. That's uh, my final thoughts tonight. If we get to that and we and and the uh, and we don't run out of time, but I will say this. What's exciting about this uh, Guardians team is the fact that they are still magical from last year. I was worried about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And especially coming into this home opener like you. We've all been there for uh, the beginning of the season where Right now, the, the, at the time, the Indians are coming back and they're like two and four right now coming into the home opener because mm-hmm. it was, you know, stuff went south, whatever happened, and you and you don't have that same vibe. You, you're uh, you're hopeful, you want it to go well, but at the same time, now they're coming back and they are already proving that whatever they had last year can sustain and has sustained through la- through this year because that was a big. We were scared of that. I mean, this was a team that was no one expected to do this last year. So, like, no, everybody was calling uh, the Guardians to be, you know, under 500 last mm-hmm. year, and then yeah. they surprised everybody. And we were like, was this a fluke? Was this just an anomaly? Did everything hit right? And then you come back into this year, and sure enough, here we are, 5-2. and two. And so it's exciting just to see that this seems like it's going to sustain. And, 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 and what they do, and you get a chance to see Arias, right? He's, gonna, he's either going to play shortstop, Jimenez is going to play second, and their platoon, he's the infield platoon guy. He's playing third. He's playing second. Playing shortstop. He's showing he he got some uh, some power in his in his in his bat. So when you look at a guy like him, you know you can see how they're setting it up. You know Rosario's going to be a free agent. And the thing about the Guardians, they got all these these mismatches of, of talent as far as the second baseman and shortstops are concerned. You're set up in a place where now, even if you had to trade deadline, you could move one of them in, a, in middle mm-hmm. infielders. And they high, they highly uh, touted their prospects. And I'll say, I will say this too. Uh, um, Quan is my new favorite player. He's amazing. He's, he's my, so fun. He's my new. He's the new favorite player. Yeah, he's great. Right. I, I saw him hit a ball yesterday that was up and, and low key in, and just the fact that he's able to get his wrist. And his arms in position to hit mm. the baseball at certain angles is crazy. Yeah. He hit this baseball opposite way. He hit it down um, the left field line. 
Look, look at that. I, I yep. can get your wrist in place like that. I know. Do you know who he reminds shot. me of in a weird way? Now, it's not apples to apples. The guy I'm going to reference is a righty. Quan's a lefty. They play very different positions. But his ability to turn inside pitches into opposite field singles is very Derek Jeter-esque. Yeah, he just slaps it. Good speed, still bases. I, I just love it. Credit Quan. More credit to the Guardians management uh, for finding Quan. Nobody saw this coming last year. We didn't know what we were going to get out of Quan last year. And he's been like, uh, he's been an all-star since or for the last year. And so like, it's, it's just, I, we're all, uh, it's amazing that he's been able to sustain this. I, you know, I think is really cool too, is uh, the, the Guardians do some innovative stuff, uh, like in terms of their lineup, in terms of scouting and finding gems, right? Yeah. I think, the, I can't get over this. I think the coolest thing in the world is they just turn their tickets into like, uh, 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 like an app. They're like, look, 49 bucks. Uh-huh. If you want to just subscribe to the to the Guardians, come on to the park mm -hmm. and you just post up and go anywhere you want. You want to stay in the outfield? Like you want to post your back to the game. And, and think about it. I'm not going to like in, in April and May. I'm not these these places ain't going to be sold out. Mm -hmm. like, are they going to be looking uh extra crazy for mm -hmm. these tickets? You could be sitting very close oh, at yeah. some of these games. You be sitting in those Jay Crawford seats. <laughs> some Jay Crawfords, they're like, "Dang, Pope, you know? Pope done made it. Look where he's at." <laughs> you know, you can't even scoot down there. Body dugout. Like, yeah. That, so yeah. I I think the $49 like between those, the all you can eat seats, I can go buy me some I I can get all the food I want. Yeah. and still get a good product for $49 a month. You can go to every single game if you want to. Yep. You fool the hell out of a day. You heard it right here. <laughs> Local sports luminary Garrett Bush encouraging people to cheat and move up closer than, oh, yeah. their, than their tickets oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. allow them to do. Oh, yeah. So, but, yeah, I baby, appreciate it. Very hey, Cleveland. Very hey, Cleveland. Hey, baby girl, come on. I got these, you know, I got, got these $5. Tickets, you know got these $5. Got these $5. How is you Our you know seats are right up there where those right. people just left. Pointing imaginary come people. Ha <laughs> ha, my man. Uh-huh. Joe. There he is. Yeah, man. Listen, <laughs> hey, man. Hey, Hey, I was down here the other day, man. I tell you what, me and Jose Ramirez, I was just talking to him before Bad practice. Just a reminder, WKYC <laughs> is uh, the Channel 3 upstairs. They are they have the home opener tomorrow. So watch the home opener on WKYC, not exclusively, but watch it there preferably. And we're doing a pregame show uh -oh. at uh, 1 p.m. And I'm on there. They're going to send me down to the field so that people can yell at me. <laughs> and I get to have people yell at me live. So if you want to watch me be uncomfortable live on television, <laughs> Watch uh, WKYC tomorrow move, uh, going into the... We'll party. be locked on right after we get out. We'll be locked on, and Jay Crawford show. will be joining us from good, opening good. day at Progressive Field tomorrow yeah. at 12 o'clock. Real quick, before we move on to Cavs, the Guardians will honor John Adams yeah. with mm. a patch on the jersey on opening... For the home opener, excuse me, Friday. Travis and Donna Kelsey will also throw out the first pitch. Is that, is that past season Both long? of those two uh, situations. Is that, Mike, is that past season long? You know what? I'm not positive. I'll look it up. While you okay. guys go, I'll look that up. Yeah, I would, I would, I would hope that. I assume would, it is, though. I hope that season long. Uh, let's try transition to uh, Cavs a little bit. Wait, uh, real quick. Before we do it. Go ahead. Thoughts on uh, Kelsey throwing up the first pitch? Oh, well, listen. Yeah, come on. You can't. got to give me that. I, I mean, yeah. they well, might. Listen, well, well, I'm about to start the rumor that Travis Kelsey actually want to play in Cleveland, too. You not, know how well, we well, well, right. I, I, is Megan coming with him? Uh, listen. Hey, listen. Uh, did you hear me? Yeah, I heard you. I heard you. Yeah. I heard you. Hey, bring, her, bring her on right on is, with is you, bro. Coming? I just love that. I love that uh, Travis Kelsey's Travis Kelsey's brother lost the Super Bowl, so he doesn't get to throw out the first pitch. Right. Like, I like that his mom's like, no, you like, stay home. Yeah, that is right. You like, disappointed me. You didn't bring his brother? Well, he, he can't Megan, hang out. Megan got to come. Right? Yeah, Megan got to Exactly. No, that, that's cool. It's take, great. That, that's take cool. Take your choice. Hey, man, I don't understand. Hey, somebody, the elephant in the room is this. Like, how is uh how is Travis Kelsey mixed? His his mom has to explain. Yeah. You got a country farm dude, and then you got another dude who is literally like he's just like he he might be biracial inside. Mm. Like he wears jewelry, he dances in the end zone yeah. after scoring touchdowns. You know they don't like white people. I know, like I know that. that. I know. And you you hand the ball back. I'm well aware. You act like you've been there. Like, yep, I know. I know. <laughs> in the heights, man. I get it, man. He's like, I'm from Heights. I'm about to do all of it, and I'm about to get that off. So yeah, shout out to uh, uh, Travis Kelsey and uh, his shenanigans. But Mikey, the John Adams thing is cool. It is like, it's obviously nice. It's very Cleveland. It's nice for yeah. them to do that during the opener. It's a nice testament. And he is uh, like, he does represent Cleveland in, I think, a very unique way. And I, 
Mm-hmm. In that, in that, I mean that he uh, he bought like he bought that drum like for twenty five dollars at a thrift store like thirty years ago or something like that, maybe more. And he brought it to the game. And this was municipal days when yeah. you could just sit anywhere, obviously. And he said that he didn't want to bother people, so he took it out into the outfield and into the bleachers. So he didn't want to be next to somebody because I'd be annoyed if this. Especially yeah. before you know, like John Adams is not established yet, right. and this dude with a mustache comes and sits next to you with a drum. I'm like, oh, oh. Yeah, no, we gonna have a problem. Of all the seats, we're that's gonna, not fun. We gonna have a problem. That's not fun. <laughs> so he goes out to the bleachers and he sits out there alone. And I'm talking during like the Corey Snyder days. Oh, the he's Bruce out there Jacoby just like days. Boom, boom, Brooke Jacoby days, and he's out there doing that. And everybody's like, all right, have fun, whatever. At least something's happening. There's some sound in the stadium, and then he just hung in there, and we embraced him. Not because he was a good drummer, because frankly, he was no John Bonham. He had like one, he's like, boom, boom. It's nothing that somebody, it's nothing that anybody couldn't do, frankly. He wasn't like, no one celebrated you his skills. appreciate his dedication. Yes, we appreciate his, his dedication, dedication through the worst of times. Right. Through the most Travis Hafner of times. Yeah. Wow. And then we, so we hung out and we, and Cleveland loves somebody who hangs in there through adversity yep. and sticks in there through the worst of times. And now it's nice that we are celebrating him. And I love thinking about like the, 19-year-old, 20-year-old players on the team from like the, the Dominican Republic who were like, who are we honoring with this patch? <laughs> a guy who played a basic rhythm on a drum for 30 years? But it's cool that they have to be a part of it too. I mean, and I got your answer. They're wearing it this weekend, and then they're wearing it again on August 24th, which is the 50th anniversary of the first game he attended with the drum. Uh, what, about, what, about, what about the seats? Are they, are they preserving the seats out there? I will I mean, get back to you on I, that one. I would but think that you got to give me, you got to give, give me some more than two I, patches. Listen, I love, look, look, I'm, I, you know me, I'm all about the gear. Yeah, I yeah. love patches. If I can, listen, I, I would, I would, I didn't even want to be in the Boy Scouts. I just wanted the patches. Just mm-hmm. listen, I'm not, I don't know how to start a fire. I don't know how to cut no rope. Were you Boy notch. Scouts though? Were no, you? no, oh, okay. no. Mm-hmm. We, they don't let us go in the woods by with no strange people. Mm. <laughs> you're lucky based on my Boy Scout experience. <laughs> yeah, that, you don't want to go in there. So but, you're about to go to the woods with this grown man yeah, yeah, yeah. who teaches carpentry. No, it's awkward. Uh, no, look. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, it's no, awkward. No, 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 hey, no. But, hey, but if you are a Boy Scout, Congratulations, we love you too. You can be a member on Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. We not knocking you. Here's what the Guardian should do as a PR thing that would be really smart. Um, is they those he, you know John Adams had one seat. Yeah. He didn't often have company, but have those two seats, and those two she- seats should always go to a drummer. Any drummer from a band. Send a video of yourself drumming, and if you actually can hold a beat, then you get those seats for that game. That's There's crazy. A, you know, like how many that. home games are there? And then just always honor that 81. area by 81. having a drummer. Was it? I like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Every once in a while you have a celebrity drummer, that guy yeah. from the Black Keys or something like that. But most of the time it's just like some local Cleveland drummer who can keep a beat. That's a nice PR move. Go ahead, Guardians. That's uh, nice. Curtis Gamberg, that's for you. There's also a plaque on his seat in the outfield. I like so. that. Oh, good. Well, let, let's see. Uh, we don't got no drummers uh, at the uh, at the Cavs games, but uh, we will be watching. Let's go. At the, at what about Morgan the Q House. sticks? Have you ever seen the Q sticks? They the got two buckets and sticks. stuff. Oh, yeah. Now they're the 216 sticks because it's not the Q anymore. Yeah. Now they're the 216 sticks and they got buckets and stuff and they're going to hell out. In Loudville, we about to get that. By the way, I do think I do think the uh, Cavs really have a really good home court advantage. Like, I think they got oh, one yeah. of the best home crowds People in the game. People hate playing there. Um, it's Teams loud. There. It's 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 raucous. But we're gonna get an opportunity to see uh, tonight uh, again. I think they play the Magic tonight, yeah, right? Uh, they play the again. Magic. And before we dig into that game, I just want to let everyone know: Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, Karis Levert, all sitting out tonight. Mm-hmm. To Should be. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's just you, good. any problems with yeah. that? It's the Chetty game. Let's no. go Chetty. It's just, it's just good politics now because yes, you, you, you've already qualified for the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? You got two games to finish out the regular season. Mm-hmm. These two games mean nothing, mm-hmm. right? You don't want to take a chance. Anybody getting hurt got home court, right? And so this is what we're doing. Yeah, right. So you're preparing the guys. Anybody got any last minute injuries, nicks, everything else. Time to heal it up. You'd be mad if you did see. Yeah, I'd be mad. Well, there have been a couple coaches, Mike, that have done dumb things like playing their starters in meaningless games and then somebody getting hurt, right? Yeah. So you got to play the odds here. Yep. I want Chetty, Isaiah Mobley, Neto. Is that his name? Neto? Yeah, Neto. Lopez. I want him. I want those guys in there. Yeah. I want if I was, if Isaiah Mobley has a younger brother, I want him playing as a starter for the Cavs. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see anybody who could get injured in any way playing for the next two games. Uh, let me ask you, you guys this, um, because there's a, there's a little bit of a difference here. When and I asked Bull this the other day on the show. There's times when LeBron was here mm-hmm. where 
you know, like you knew the team was good. You knew either they was going to the Eastern Conference Finals or the Finals, mm -hmm. right? This team, for the first time since Price, Doherty, Nance, and those teams, you know the team is good, but you don't know right. just you know how, how good you how are. good they are. We're about to find out. Your, what are your thoughts about that, Mike? In terms of what is your feeling about the playoffs? Is it apprehensiveness? Is it wh wh what's your feeling when you think about the team? I feel what everybody else feels. I feel what the common Cavs uh, fan feels. I feel what. NBA experts like yourselves feel probably and I that, know actually all right well whatever I, I just so feel heavy. like we don't know and we're gonna have to wait and see and see what these people have I do love the Mitchell has playoff experience I love that he's got the dog in him that uh, these other players would not have without him he's got mm -hmm. that extra gear I mean you see it turn it on and I love what JB did uh, amping up his minutes towards the end of the season making sure that he gets his wind Going into this, there's a reason that he had four 40-point games in a row, and it's because he left him in there when he maybe didn't necessarily have to be in there because he wants him to get up to that speed and get like stoked like that, which I think is a really smart move. But we don't know how these other guys are going to gel around him. That's the question. I believe in him during the playoffs. That's why I think I'm excited about the playoffs because of Donovan Mitchell's refusal to lose and refusal to give up through this whole thing uh, through this whole season the regular season he cares about these regular season games so i'm excited to see what he but they need his leadership in these playoffs they just don't i don't feel like they have do you feel like they have anybody else who can lead them over the breach brad like who, who can be like you guys follow me evan mobley is never going to be like guys get on my back follow me Screw these guys. He's not. He's but you have Donovan Mitchell and that's why we got him is for for these moments. That's why I have to watch the thin fin, Lori Markinen, lighten it up in Utah and <laughs> stuff like that. And I'm happy. I didn't I wouldn't change it for anything. But we got to watch this guy averaging all, like 24 points a game, and we sacrifice all of this. We sacrifice these draft picks because you have to have a Donovan Mitchell on your team at this point in the season. Through the regular season, it's okay. But right now, it is necessary to have somebody like Donovan Mitchell on that team. And that's why I have faith in us. But I also don't pretend to know how it's going to go. Brad? Well, I sit here now. And I agree with Mike that Donovan Mitchell was brought here to lead this team because they had nobody here that was really prepared to do that. Right? So you have to have a guy, go-to guy down the stretch. And I think you can see in the last, at least in the last four games why you have a guy like Donovan Mitchell here. I was a guy who had followed him in his career in Utah, and I knew what probably was coming our way, and it has materialized just as I thought it would. Second thing is here that uh, we don't know how, to, how good this team is going to be yet, right? We know they're good. They've won 50 games, a chance mm -hmm. to win 52, right? But uh, as you look forward, we're only going to tell in these game contests ahead. Now, I'm going to tell people here, I'll be the first to tell you, this 4-5 matchup with the Knicks is going to be tough. Mm -hmm. It's probably a six-gamer. Yeah. Maybe a seven-gamer. It's not a four-gamer. No, 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 no. It's not a four game. I, I, I right. wouldn't foresee four games right, at all. Right, right, right. So this, this is a four or five matchup. Typically, I don't care where you at. Is those are probably the two most even teams yeah. playing one another. So this thing should go uh, yeah, a, a heavy stick. And I'm, I'm looking for some primetime games on from TNT and everything else. You got New York playing in the finals. I mean, playing in the an opening round, Man. right? Donovan Mitchell, the, the backdrop of him being close to yep. from from the New York area. Um, so you got that going on, but I would just tell you what. You're gonna need performances from Darius Garland. Talk you, about it. Gonna, Somebody's gonna step up. You're gonna, talk you're gonna, you're talk, gonna, talk, you, talk you, about you're it. You're gonna need uh, Evan Mobley, right, to play. This is where everybody's gonna get checked. Yeah. Right? This is not the 82 game regular season. This yep. is the games where I'm only preparing for 48 minutes, right? I just gotta get out the day. I don't need to get out. Worry about four games down the road. Just gotta get out the day to get to the next day, right? And this is where I can design things like, oh, you hurt me today. I'm taking all that away from you well, tomorrow. Brad, when you were when you were a young guy, like Evan Mobley, right? You know where he's been at. He's played at 15, 16 a game. Yeah. You know what he's giving you defensively. When you were a young guy and you had the established pecking orders of who the guys that was going to step up, mm -hmm. what is the mindset of a young guy in a playoff game to where do you think he has it in him to recognize I either have I got a matchup tonight or I feel it tonight for him to turn on and say, guys, come on over here because I come on down here because I got something going on. Is that something that he's able to do now? Or do you think that might not be in him yet? That might be something he had to develop. I think he's learning on the job, right? And the one thing I like about it, because I, I think one of the questions we were going to ask today was, you know, what about his game? How does he get better? Right. 
The one thing I like now is that he's doing things that he's comfortable with doing. Uh, you know, people think that he had to expand his repertoire. I don't have to expand nothing, yeah, right? No. Just do the things you do very, very well, and mm -hmm. then add maybe a piece or two, mm -hmm. and stop trying to be something you're not. Like Evan Mobley's never going to be a guy to bring you off the dribble. He never. And people say, why can't he learn to bring you off the dribble? Well, he plays straight up and down. He's too tall. He just plays straight up and down. He's not a guy that has grown up no. on the dribble, on the bounce. Like, I grew up on the bounce. Yeah. I knew exactly what to do, yep. right? He, not, he can't do that, right? And anytime you put him in that position, it's going to be very awkward for him. Mm -hmm. But when he's gotten better is when he's around that, that basket and just oh, finishing God. around there with his inside moves, dunking the ball, playing that way, blocking defense, shots. Defense, defense. I, I said, that's when he's at his best. Yeah. Now, we'll grow some things from there. They know what? You know, he, yeah, he make a couple threes, but he's not no three-point guy. He ain't Steph Curry. He'll never do no. that, right? Do what you do very be the best, right? And grow it from there. But when you start trying to do a thousand things, yeah. So he's gotten better playing that way. Donovan Mitchell has gotten better because he's been steady. Garland has learned. You're not the closer here, <laughs> right? The dude is the closer. The, yeah, the closer is 45, yeah. and now he's starting to see why he's the closer, right? So and imagine going into this playoffs right now. If we did not have Donovan Mitchell, and we were just counting on the leadership of Evan Mobley, Lori Markin, and Darius Garland, people like that who are still on this team, mm -hmm. that's why Donovan Mitchell gives us the edge because Mobley's not going to be like. Guys, follow me into the breach. Bless his heart. Yeah. He plays his role. Right. He knows his role. He's right. good at it. We, we can't expect anything more of him. We can't change his personality. The guy loves playing Rubik's Cubes and stuff like that. He's a juggler, apparently. Like, he likes doing that kind of stuff. Darius Garland wants to win. He's got that instinct, and that's what gives us the edge in this playoffs. I like, I tell you what, on, on the, on the uh, I like where we are. Right? I like how they position this team now. We're not very deep. Oh, <laughs> we're, we're, no. we're not very deep. Team so, Wade. So, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I just sneezed. Brett, we'll get into those issues in a sec, but you touched on something I, I wanted to ask anyway, so I want Polk what? and uh, G. Bush to get a chance to respond to that. But you were a guy who knew how to, as a big to take guys off the dribble. Right. For Mobley to unlock that next step in his offensive game, which may, may not be able to happen with Donovan and Darius here controlling the ball as much as they do, but for him to take that next step and becoming a true unicorn in the league, do you think – it'd be more beneficial for him to become a better three-point shooter or to have some sort of game where he can attack off the dribble to kind of unlock the rest of his offensive potential. So when you say attack off the dribble, I mean, there's, there's I mean, are we talking about two dribbles and, and a pull-up? He, Mike, more, he's more never, he, he's never, he never going to be that. He's not that. I, 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 you know, you can get better at it, but he's not that. Either you, Mike, either you have it or you don't have it. He's just not built like that, right? It's like me. I'm not built to be Shaquille O'Neal. I can't go down there and do what Shaq Nim was doing down there. I might be the same size, right? But he can't do what I do. He cannot bring it off the dribble. That's not his strong suit. And mm -hmm. you saw it early in the year. Every time they put him in that position, he looked crazy, right? He looked like he was learning on the job. And I was like, that can distract from your confidence. Right? <laughs> and when he has gotten better, it's because JB and the staff has put him in positions to be better just doing this. And when he has done that, he has excelled. Right yeah. now, we now I still want some growth out of you. Yeah, but I'm not expecting you to do every little thing here. So I, to me, I, I think incrementally, if so, basically, you know, dribbling a basketball is like driving a car. Right? Sometimes you trust somebody to drive you to the corner store, but sometimes you don't trust nobody to drive overnight. In the mountains of West Virginia, when you're on a trip, oh no, yeah. you like hold right, on. Right. It's a level. Of, it's a level of experience mm -hmm. that go with that. Like, are you tired? Do you know how to drive? At how night? many drinks have you had? I'm gonna yeah, yeah. give, give Mike a, a comparison. This is and this is for everybody listening to. Mike, you remember when Magic Johnson was at Michigan State and he was the six nine point guard, mm -hmm. bringing up and everybody was like nobody had ever seen it before, yeah. right? And when he got to the NBA, nobody had ever seen it before. Mm -hmm. Do you know the NBA tried to find every 6'9 guy to be the point guard? Right. <laughs> and it was like some horrific experiments. It wasn't great. Right? Because either you have it or you don't. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and so, and, and to that point, you either have it or you don't. See, I don't need Evan Mobley to be able to drive the ball all the way down 90 feet and give somebody a move, a Euro step on somebody. What I need him to do is to be able, you know, it's, it's, it's called continuous one on one. I need you got three dribbles, so I'm, I need you either hesitate, pull up. 
I need you to back down, Shimmy. Yeah, I need you to. That's it. I need you to get to get get a quick step. I need you to rip through and get through. So these are things that you can make your game better because now if you can get to where you want to go in three dribbles, now it unlocks a lot of things. Now that jump hook, instead of having somebody all in your face from standing flat foot, now you got a little space. You create a little space. You got a little more touch. And one thing he has excelled at is finishing around the rim. I love the way he's never rushed. He never really brings the ball down. He pump fakes and utilizes the ball well. So he's always dunking and finishing. That. Where he can mm-hmm. get good at is he 15 and free throwing in, Mike. If he hitting jumpers, right? Just Elbow. unlocking that, doing that. I mean, because he, he has to create fear. Like, I'm going to shoot this ball. He might shoot this thing, right? Yep. He ain't going to be like uh, like they was doing Iowa yeah. versus South Carolina where, where one girl, Kayla Clark, backing off the girl, like, go ahead and shoot the ball. Yeah, like, they ain't doing that. Right, so you have to be able to elicit fear out of people to unlock the other portions of your game. He does right? need to get away from the three-point line. Oh, Here, I, mean, I mean, like oh. really, he's—I <laughs> did see this. He is of the people who have taken the amount of three-point shots that he has. He is like all-time twentieth worst percentage shooting. He's at like twenty-one percent from three-point line. Right, is that but, right? Is that there in there? Okay, that is twenty-one percent. That's not great. That is not a strong. Year. No, because he was so, he wasn't practicing, never jacked him. Right? I know, so don't do that. We have pe- either you have people who can do that or learn to do it and then come back and come back the game in, and do it. You know, but some, some doing time. it during this year, it's like, and I do feel like I know this is the third time I brought up Laurie Markin, which is the most he's ever <laughs> been brought up on a sports show. But the reason that he is averaging like 24 points a year, uh, a game or something like this year, is because Utah doesn't have a lot of options. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously the Cavaliers have options. So do you hinder the growth right. of a potentially amazing player by having a good team that has other options? You know, where he's not forced to be the nexus of that offense. You know, so that's the sacrifice you make when you have a good player on a good team. You might sacrifice some of his development because he doesn't develop that confidence. He doesn't have to shoot as many threes. Nope. He doesn't have the opportunity to shoot that much. What so. we're looking for out of Laurie Mark, I mean Laurie Mark. What we're looking for out of Evan Mobley is this. Play well in this in this playoff run here. Let's see if you yeah. because he's gonna get pushed today. Oh, I mean yeah. the New York Nick, the New York Nick front line is not bad, right? It's not bad at all. Come on now, right? They're they gonna try to rough him up a yeah. bit, right? T- yeah. Tibbs is gonna have him ready to go. They're I, gonna I, rotate. I said so. This is where we're going to see how much how much work you're going to have to do this summer to get better. Now, here's the, so to me, the spotlight isn't really on Mobley because as, as much as he gives you offensively, he's going to give you top-notch de- defensive oh, yeah. ability. Yeah. So he's going to bring his his game mm-hmm. to – him and Allen going to bring what they bring. To me, the, it hinges on the $200 million man, Darius Garland, because now – you know what, what what Mitchell gonna give you. Now it's about whether Darius Garland can figure out where his spots are, and sometimes he's going like when when you unlock Kyrie Irving and LeBron. I went back and I was they'd be showing the old reruns. What what made them so doggone crazy was like it was just like they was relentless. Like LeBron was forty. Kyrie 40. Yeah, and it, 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 it usually my turn your turn don't be working, but at the highest levels. I've only seen it work two ways. I've mm-hmm. seen Joe Dumars and Isaiah Thomas get it off and I seen LeBron and Kyrie get it off where it's just like, oh, no, you're gonna have to I'm a headache today. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, so to me Darius Garland still needs to actually run it walk a fine line because most of Jared Allen High handoffs, mm-hmm. dump dump offs. Mm-hmm. I need to get Evan Mobley a couple shots. Mm-hmm. But when the fourth quarter come, he need to be able to be well, there, get, there, his, get his too. Darius is gonna have his hands full because Brunson is no joke. Man, that's, this 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 four yeah. or five matchup is gonna be nice. Brunson, be very, yeah, Brunson is no and Brunson is hungry, right? Brunson has had playoff experience. He's yeah. hungry, right? So yeah. Garland about to see somebody here, right? Yeah. And you're gonna see him for six to seven good games here, right? So. It is all about how you respond in these moments. So what you can say about LeBron and Kyrie, they responded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, when Curry and them pushed them to the limit, they responded. Yeah. Right. So we're gonna see now. What has also been known to happen, Mike, is you also can see people collapse here. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you don't want to be on the collapse side here. I don't because see Evan Mobley doing that. 
I don't. No, I don't I see Evan Mobley. No, no. I think he's consistent. It's the others. Two things. The ones that have that, not been tested. But two things that need to happen to Evan Mobley, in my opinion, for him to reach the next level. One of them is he needs to fill out. He needs to get. He needs to go that Giannis route. Where remember when Giannis was dra- like his first year, he looked like Tom Brady when he was drafted, <laughs> like a skinny little high school kid, mm-hmm. and so like that. And now you look at him, and he's just a you know he's an Adonis. We need that jump to happen somehow physically, and some of that is just luck of anatomy, luck of genetics. Yeah. We just gotta hope that all of a sudden. And Evan Mobley's like, oh my gosh, I'm huge now. That's one of it. The other thing is something terrible. I don't want it to be, I don't wish this upon you, Evan Mobley, but something pretty awful has to happen to him to inspire him and make him mean in some way. I don't know if it's got to be a John Wick thing. His wife has to pass away. Someone has to do something to his dog. He's got to get some dog in him. He's got to get mean. He does not have that right now. He's working on Rubik's Cubes too much. He's learning to juggle. We need something tragic to happen to Evan Mobley, but not, I hope it's not too tragic, but something's got to inspire him to get angry in some way, and I don't know if he has that in him ever. I, I will say this: uh, Mobley's skill set. I think he'll he'll exponentially get better. He'll be fine. Uh, he'll be all right. I think I, I'm just excited to see what it is. And when you said they being in the garden six games, yeah. man, I got chills a little bit. That's that's where it's at, man. That's where I want to definitely get to. McNuggets, let me ask you: Do you have time to do uh, the Caitlin Clark stuff now? Um, I know we got Mo Williams coming up at twelve. 